Have you heard about Global Poker? Global Poker is the fastest growing card room in the US today, and it's available online at globalpoker.com. Global Poker is a social poker site that offers safe and secure cash out options by using their unique and patented sweepstakes model. Players can compete in big guaranteed tournaments, jackpot sit and goes, or cash games featuring Hold'em, Omaha, and even Crazy Pineapple. Don't wait. Check out Global Poker today. Poker Stories is an audio series that features casual interviews with some of the game's best players and personalities. Each episode highlights a well-known figure in the poker world and dives deep into their favorite tales both on and off the felt. Hello and welcome to Poker Stories, a podcast brought to you by Card Player, the Poker Authority, and hosted by me, Julio Rodriguez. This is episode number 61, featuring two-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner Steve Sung. Uh, Now, Steve is 33, uh, about to turn 34. Happy birthday, Steve. And he has just under $6 million in career live tournament earnings. But that really doesn't even scratch the surface of what this guy has won and lost since he turned pro in 2006. In this episode, you'll hear about million dollar sessions and also about the times he would win big in poker before losing it all later that night in the pits. Steve was also very open about his struggles with drugs and how he has since turned his life around after getting clean. Steve had a couple of six-figure scores in 2017 and then made the final table of the WPT Gardens Poker Festival before winning the Windfall Classic in 2018. Steve and I recorded this interview a few weeks ago on the night before his latest final table, which was at the $10,000 buy-in WPT Gardens Poker Championship. And if you listen to the end of this podcast, I will let you know how he finished. Anyway, that's enough intro. Here's my conversation with Steve Sung. Steve, how you doing? Doing good. What's up with you? Uh, Well, (laughs) I mean, I'm good. You're even better. You're here to win a lot of money. We're here in Vegas uh, on the eve of your World Poker Tour final table. Something you've uh, probably experienced a lot, but not like this. Yeah, it's been... It's been a little over 10 years since I made a WPT final table, so a lot has changed since then. Like, I didn't realize how big of a like a thing this was. I mean, I got more publicity out of this than winning a WSOP 25k six-handed, mm-hmm. six-max. So I was just like, whoa, alright, this must be a big thing, you know? They're, they, uh, you know, they, when they first made the announcement, it got a lot of pushback, but they definitely rolled out the red carpet for you guys, at least uh, yeah. initially. Make you feel good? No, I appreciate the the suite that they, the the WPT gave us. You know, I didn't expect it to, the the room to be this big, so you know, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah the Luxor's got some got some quality rooms up here, some yeah. decent views. We're pretty high up. Uh, let's go back to the beginning. Talk about you from the start. 1985. You're born in Seoul, South Korea. What What do you remember from your time in South Korea? Well, let's see. I lived there for seven years. And I, I have pretty vivid memories. Let me see. What about family? Brothers, sisters, anything like I have that? One bro- I mean, I have one brother. I have one sister, and that's about it. I have all my cousins that are still living there that didn't get to see it that much over the years. Uh, I remember walking around in the streets, just like roaming around as like a five-year-old by myself. Really? <laughs> yeah, by myself, like getting, like, you know, chicken kebabs. And 
it was a lot of fun. Did you live in like an inner city? It was situated the suburbs or yeah, it was, it was inner city. My mom had a pharmacy, you know, and like everything was so close. It's all walking distance. But it was never like really in the car. Yeah, you know they they have a subway system over there. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I remember it was a lot of fun, but it was a little weird because even as a little kid, I was just like thinking about it. I was I was like visualizing like the the, the U.S. I'm like I'm like I was thinking, man. Everybody here looks alike. Mm-hmm. It was it felt weird to me. I was like, I'm like, damn, everyone looks alike. Like I started thinking that when I saw different kind of like looking people on TV. I was like, I want to experience that. And like six months later, like my dad said, we're, we're moving to US. Yeah, like this I got early '90s, and what what was he doing at the time? He was working at a steel company, and he got transferred over here. And oh, so this wasn't a hey, let's go make a new life for oh. ourselves kind of situation. No, it was kind of like he had to go. You know, mm-hmm. he had to go. He says he told us. You know, we're probably, we're gonna go there for either for three years or five years max. That's that's what what the contract is for this. You know, for this transfer. So my mom had to quit her work. I quit her. I mean, we had to shut down the business. Yeah. And then come to a whole new country. And did anybody speak English? Nobody spoke English. And the funny thing about that is that, like, so we had six months till we moved here, right? Mm-hmm. So they hired. You know, I remember I was in first grade. Like, I was about to turn first grade in Korea. And I was like so excited. Which is, for those that don't know, fifth grade in the U.S. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Math-wise, math-wise, right? <laughs> and and then the funny thing is they hired a tutor for us to learn English, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, me and my sister, we're like just like just memorizing all the words. Is she older to, or younger? Two years older. Mm-hmm. So like we're trying to memorize all the words and try to learn as fast as we can, could. And for the... So for so we learned so we moved six months later, but we were learning from this lady that taught us all the English that she knew, but yeah. not knowing that I was being taught the wrong way. Oh yeah, like say water, they called it water, water, right? <laughs> so like in second grade when I moved here, my teacher kept saying, "Steve, go drink some water." I'm looking at her in my mind in Korean. I'm like, "What?" I was like, "What is this bitch telling me right now? <laughs> like, what is she saying?" Right? I'm like, "What the fuck is the old lady saying to me?" Right? Mm-hmm. Water, water, and then like one day after like ten months, I go. Oh my God! That old that other tutor was teaching me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It, it was water is water, and I started just like smoothing out everything she taught us, taught me, <laughs> and then I became fluent like in a week. The whole language clicked for you. Yeah, I was fluent in like a week. Like oh, I know like uh, <laughs> the pronunciation of words is very key for a lot of the Asian languages. You know, the same word could be spelled, f- uh, the word could be spelled the same way four different ways and pronounced differently and mean four different things. So that's got to be weird, especially coming to the U.S. where everyone has a different accent and way of saying I mean, what if you had moved to Boston and had to deal with that same w- water? What did they say? <laughs> w- water. I, I would have done way better over there, actually. She was try- I think maybe she was from Boston. Who knows, right? <laughs> or Chicago or something like that. So where, where do you land? Where does uh, the family go to first? We land in Torrance. Okay, so that Torrance, basically California. you never left. <laughs> I, I basically never left. I, I went back and forth and I didn't really leave. And uh, I enjoy Torrance. It's a it's a very laid back area, you know. Mm-hmm. I lived in Houston for, for a couple of years, where my my when my buddy over there, who we used to do you know Olympic training Taekwondo with, right. And that was a that was good. that was fun times, but mostly in Torrance, you know, San Diego for a couple of years for college too. Well, before uh, we get to UCSD, yeah. Uh, what were you getting into in Torrance? Like, were you a skateboarder, <laughs> surfer? I tried to get into skating. I wanted to play hockey. Uh, Never got to surfing. I played a lot of basketball. You know, I was I was like that was the first thing actually when I was in school. I saw kids playing basketball. I didn't know, I knew no English, 
And I'm like, what is this? Like, yeah. I, I mean, you baseball. Like, I was really into baseball from Korea. I never saw basketball in my life. I started playing it, and I, I fell in love with it right away. You know, we played tetherball back then. I don't, remember, I don't know if you remember tetherball. I remember tetherball. That show was fun, right? And the <laughs> tall kids always had that advantage. It's like, I know you, you, you couldn't block you it. You have to spike it over their heads to get that right angle. You know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and uh, yeah, pretty much basketball. You know, I got into like basketball cards, which I recently just got back into. Which Wait, is a lot of fun. Basketball cards? Basketball cards. Like collecting cards? Collecting cards. Collecting oh, and selling wow. cards on, on eBay and stuff. Because you and I are about the same age, and we were, we were in that sweet spot of 80s kids who loved trading cards. You know what I mean? Trading cards and pogs. I don't know if you were at the pogs. Of course. But I only, only had slammers, a year of that. Slammers. The toppers. You had some spinners on there. Oh, my goodness. I had some scratch and sniff pogs. I, I bet you had, you had better pogs and slammers than me, for sure. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, had to, I, I had to steal quarters from my parents to buy those. You didn't play for keeps with your friends? <laughs> no, not then. Yeah, I, I didn't want to gamble that. But. I remember spending all of my allowance in those card shops and buying pogs and cards. Mostly baseball back then, but you were into basketball, huh? Basketball and baseball. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I was really into that for a while. Man, that was a business that kind of dried up. <laughs> it, it dry, it's back up now. Really? It's been back. Yeah, it's it's, it's really hot now. Wow! I just I mean, got I into know, it like six months ago. I know the what's the, what's the the holy grail is the Honus Wagner baseball card. Still is. Right? How yeah. about this? The Honus Wagner. I think it was like in '96, in '97-ish when when PSA was really popular. When they when the people when they people started grading cards. Mm-hmm. At the time, I remember a PSA a ten the, the gem mint was like. Hundred eighty thousand, <laughs> something. Now it's like it's just sold for, I believe it could be wrong, like ten to fifteen million. Yeah, I mean that's that's incredible. What was the what was the jewel of your collection, or did you have a few? I didn't. You know, I was, I was so young. It was, it, was, it was a Shaquille O'Neal rookie beam team stadiums club. I don't know if anyone knows that. You know, and yeah, yeah, those are those magic stripes on. You remember those? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> the magic stripes. <laughs> all, right, all right, so you know about the cards. All right, was, did he have the Shaq Gnosis shoes on back then? Say it again. The Shaq Gnosis shoes. Remember, they were like black and white. Like they looked kind of like a hypnosis ring, and look, mm-hmm. they were ugly, but everyone had them back. Oh the yeah, day. yeah, I did have that. Shaq I did have that. Gnosis. Oh yeah, yeah. They talking about? I had that shoe. Yeah, <laughs> and the Shaq pumps. Well, one of my favorite first shoes. Oh yeah, man. Shaq was my. I think he was my favorite player when I first started watching basketball for some reason. So you're into like, cards, uh, into pogs. What you said I was also you into wrestling. Okay, wrestling. I was really into wrestling. But like fake point, wrestling? Fake wrestling. To a point where I have <laughs> my own website. Real to me. My old website is still online. <laughs> like, <laughs> Do you want to give it a shout out? Or is it too embarrassing? No, I'm trying to remember how to type it. All right, fuck it. I mean, whatever, right? <laughs> Members.tripod.com <laughs> slash that squiggly line. Sungs, cap, uh, S-U-N-G-S. Click on that. My last update was like January 4th, 1999. <laughs> <laughs> and this was just your musings on the world of WWF? I was so into WWF, WCW that, I mean, I there's a bunch of copyright infringements on that site. Like, I was like WWE 13 years old. WWE now? <laughs> WWE, yeah. And then like, yeah, it's, I mean, back, if you check out the website, I mean, back then, that was like, that's pretty good for back then. Like, I, I went was, to a like, show in Miami, Florida with... Uh, Tito Santana and uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I don't know if you remember him. He had like big like uh, like hedge clippers. He'd come out, and then there was uh, who was the Jimmy Superfly Snooka. Who were you, who are your guys? Well, when did you go to this event? I was probably six. I was probably early nineties. Okay, right when you're coming to the 
Like I started watching it like mid nineties. Like you were a teenager, right? I, I was like a teenager. Like I was in middle school. Yeah, I was over it by then. <laughs> oh, were you? <laughs> yeah, I think you, I got. There was a big pocket of kids in my high school though who loved wrestling. A lot of the basketball team, believe it or not. So that was a uh, people. I mean, it's, it's amazing how there's a lot, a lot of adults that are really interested. But that was still. like the Stone Cold years and Stone stuff Cold like years, that. Yeah. Right? The Rock when they, when Rock first came out. Yeah. You know, Sting, the big you know DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. Those were the days, man. After, uh, after you know, the hard brother died. You know, I'll tell you a funny story. It was a seventh grade birthday party, right? We, my birthday thing. I we were, we were. My, my parents would never spend money like that to buy a pay per view for me. But like for my birthday, they were gonna pay for this pay per view, and I, I I had a bunch of friends come in, and we're we're about to watch it, and then the pay per view wouldn't work. Oh my god! And I was so pissed. I started crying, and what happened was. We ended up gambling seven car stud with quarters or something, and then I was like, I enjoyed it so much. But really, was that the first poker game you played? Oh, okay. uh, that was that might have been no, because I watched my dad play seven car stud. That, that, that's what really got 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 me into it, and yeah, and then like so we, like dad saved the day basically. Like the party's going to shit. The sixty dollars pay per view is down the drain. It's not work. I'm in my own room. I'm like all crying. I'm like, dude, this is fucking bullshit. Like you yeah. know. And then like they're like, hey, come, let's play cards. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's play. You know, they won't play. Gives you some credit quarters. at school. Credits at school. You know, that's funny because like, yeah, like during just during like middle school, what I remember is I always had money on me. I don't know what how how I did, but I used to gamble in high school. That's mm-hmm. how I had money. But before that, I would always have money. Maybe because I saved. Not sure. <laughs> you have any odd, odd jobs? Oh, I had basketball cards. That's what it was. No, I, I mean, I worked at in and out for a couple months, you know, when I was 16. We'll get to that later. We'll yeah. have a question about jobs later <laughs> in the podcast. All right, so um, you're you're in Torrance. You're doing the high school thing. Good grades? Medium I, grades? I, I, I had good grades, but I always procrastinated. I did, I did, I did good copying from the right people, right? <laughs> like, no, because I, I had to keep my grades up for my parents because my, my mom is like a freaking scholar and me and my sister well, we could we, we, we were never we were drawing dead to, to you know you know being at her standards right i mean and, was the stereotypical asian parent pressure real in your household but in a calm no but not not so much when i was younger yeah when i was like when, when, when we first moved to the u.s yes because they they were like ramping up on math and ramping up on english like non-stop tutoring you know mm-hmm. it was yeah it was crazy but after that, it was just like, you know, we pretty much did whatever we wanted. Um, they realized you were already ahead. <laughs> yeah, and then it, we kind of got burned out. Like, I got burned out from math by when I was in ninth grade. Because I was already, like, in 11th, 12th grade math. Mm-hmm. And, like, I lost passion for it. Yeah. Like, complete passion. And I was into, you know, gambling, playing cards, playing playing Pasoy, these Asian games. What's you know? Pasoy? It's a deuce is the highest card. I don't know if you ever played that. No. They didn't play that in, 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 uh, in Florida. No, we, we well, didn't have much Asians over there. We didn't there. really. No, I, trust me. My my Asian. Asian world was opened up when I moved to Las Vegas, and I got on Spring Mountain and got to try all the different culture out there. Uh, before that, it was PF Chang's, literally yeah. in Miami. Now it's better over there, but um, yeah, I had no culture. We used to gamble like throwing quarters against the wall, like stuff like that, like try to get it closest, you know. Stuff craps, like you guys ever play craps? We weren't even dominoes and stuff like that. enough yeah. to do that. See, that, that's that's what we play a lot in high school too. We had a couple guys that would come and you know challenge us in, in craps and in dominoes, uh, but mostly we played this Asian game. First, when I was in ninth grade in Texas, we played a game called VC, 
Vietnamese cars, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, David was one of the first people that helped me with that game. <laughs> he, he was really good, really good. He, he's the one that got me started in that game. And then he's the reason why we're in this hotel room right now. He, there's partially <laughs> yes, it's true, it's true. And then when I moved back, when I moved back to to Torrance, we're playing Pasoy. It was a Filipino version, and you know I got really good at that game. And nobody, I, I pretty much nobody will play against me. You know, I'll be pretty sitting by myself at the table, you know, basically in poker, and just that's that's what that was. And you know, that's that's actually what got me into Chinese poker, like you know, the before OFC. And by the time when I was like twenty one, should you fast forward for a second? About yeah, that? let's fast forward. When I was twenty one, before I I did any tournament winnings. Like I was known as that guy would challenge anybody at Chinese poker for the highest amount. I was that kid, right? This is when people were playing high, 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 or high, high, low, high. High, 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 low, high. Mm-hmm. And then like I almost got into fight with Phil Helmuth one day when I was twenty-one because he said, "He's like, kid, no action with you." I go, "What do you mean no action with me? I'm in this game because of you." He goes, "No action." I'm like, "Is this legal?" Like, what's, I was twenty-one. Like, what, what the hell is this? And then like, yeah, I got into an argument. But whatever, you know, Phil's feels feels cool, huh? Feels cool. huh? Phil, Phil, I mean, Phil didn't want to play with me. You got to get him trapped on a plane, from what I hear. That, then he'll just play all night. I mean, after <laughs> after a couple of years, like you know, we got we got cool and we we're playing like you know, like privately, me and him, you know, and uh, yeah. But at first, Phil was one of those guys, man. Like when, when you, it's, he has that he has that that shell. But once you get to know him, he's a he's a real nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a really really nice. You guy. You have to be on his team. You have basically. to be on his team exactly. Yeah. And when you're on his team, he starts rapping and like, <laughs> he's a very funny guy. But you, you were drawn to gambling early. Yeah, seven years old. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, yeah, like I couldn't wait. When I was like seven, eight, I couldn't wait till I was older. Like I was so, I was like frustrated. I was so young. I wanted to gamble. Like I, I wanted, to, I was like, oh, like I wanted to, like, you know, like I had that urge. But so when in high school, when I was about to turn 18, I was so excited because, you know, like a bunch of my Pasoy friends, the high stakes Pasoy friends, we would, from different schools and stuff, we would go, we would plan out to go to the Morongo, which was 18 and over, in a, by Palm Springs-ish. And uh, yeah, we were playing a lot of limit poker back then. Limit Hold'em, you know, and... So you were into poker, uh, that's, that's even before the boom a little bit, right? That was a couple months before the boom. Yeah. Because I was playing at the Morongo and then the whole moneymaker was showing. Yeah. I was like, oh, sweet, like... This is a good thing, I you know, for poker. I was like, this is a really good thing, and then because most people our age just saw rounders or something, and that was it, you know. But you were like, no, I'm in this at seven years old. <laughs> I mean, I was into gambling at seven. Yeah, but actually, a buddy of mine was the one that said, so we're playing seven card stuff, right? Before we turn eighteen, and then my buddy, one of my buddy, goes, hey, you ever heard of a movie called Rounders? We're like, what's that? You ever heard of No Limit Hold'em? Like, what's that? What's right? that? We watched the movie, and they were like, we're in it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, uh, so you go to UCSD with the idea of studying computer engineering and economics. How long did that last? Computer science. It was computer science. I went to my first class of uh, of computer science. They were like talking about Java, and I I looked around and I saw a people that look very focused with this kind of stuff, and I said I, I'm I'm out because I wasn't the poker. I was like Dude, I don't want to do this. this is- yeah. And then I changed it to management science, which I just tried to get out of college as soon as possible. I couldn't wait to play WPTs. That's what that was. I was like, I was trying to figure out ways to play those party poker cruises back then. The party poker million, yeah. Party poker million. You 18. Was it 18 back then? Or maybe it was 19. I think it was older because, I mean, maybe not. I could be wrong. 
Hmm. I can't remember. Obviously, there was only a few 18 and up tour stops Maybe back Aruba. then. Aruba. And I think there was one in Turks and Caicos, but you were already 21 by then. Yeah. So the um, ones that I wanted to play, I think, you might, you're probably right. Because I, I might have got, got the wrong information back then. But I thought I had to be 21, so I tried to get a fake ID, got the... Got a crappy fake ID and didn't try the fake ID thing again, right? And I, I pretty much just waited. But in college, man, <laughs> I, I was... Wouldn't, I wouldn't play a 10K on a fake ID. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> seem very smart. I don't... Okay, you know what? I when you win, they're this. like, let's see your socials. <laughs> I can talk about this, man. God rest his soul, Ryan Young, right? Oh, I, I give him a man, shout out, yeah. right? He... he I, 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 I... Rest I, in peace, Ryan. Re, God rest his soul and he... Uh, I... I made friends with him on party poker. We're playing two hundred dollars sit and goes. Back then it was I was eighteen, nineteen. Back then it was he was Max Bluffer. I was Muggy. I was Muggylicious. I think there was Z, Z's Justin, Justin Bonomo, mm-hmm. Phil Galfine was J Man. We got you know Jonathan Little, Jay Carshark. You know like, we were all playing all the time, yeah. right? And like and then I, I I saw this guy Max Bluffer, Ryan Young. It says Torrance. I was like oh. The party poker chat. I was like, "Hey, you from Torrance? Do you know this person?" And then we're talking, and then we got we got cool, we got cool, and then we're talking on AIM at the time. And he said, "Hey, and he was a year older than me, and so he was like nineteen twenty. He's like, "Hey, he's like, I'm gonna go play this tournament in the Vegas." And then, like, and then he's like, "I was like, I was like, how are you gonna play?" He's like, "I'm, I'm going brother's ID." I was like, "Is it's gonna work?" Yeah, he looks just like me. <laughs> so I'm like, so and then he final tables it. Gets he got heads up. It was like a. It was on like channel nine. This one little this tournament that they used to have, like a thousand dollar, and I forgot what it was called. But so I watch him. I'm like, man, this guy's like nineteen, twenty. I'm like, I want to do this too. You know, I'm like, that's crazy. So Ryan Young, okay, Ryan Young, a bracelet winner, if I He's remember correctly, winner, yeah. right? Two thousand seven. Died in a car accident a few years back. Sad, sad story. So there's results for his brother out there that are actually his. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> Man, God rest his soul. But yeah, but that got me really pumped up. Before I turned twenty one, I was like, man, like if he's I want to do, wanna do it, what Ryan does right yeah. now. Like, God, like I was getting the itch. There was like an eighteen year old in my college who was staking grown men. I remember he was winning online, but he couldn't play, so he was just shipping out ten k buy-ins to people to play the WPTs. I would have so done that if I knew. I mean, if I knew that, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that he's more of a businessman right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you drop out. You tell your parents. I had a quarter left. That's it. I don't. Okay, this man. This is a funny story because I so, assumed you made it a year. It was a quarter left. Right? <laughs> How about this? Actually, I was so involved with poker that I was taking the wrong classes for like a whole year with my. <laughs> I was like taking unnecessary classes, right? They're like, "Are you triple majoring?" Yeah, I was just like, "Wait!" I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Man, I wasn't even paying attention to what I need to take." I was so involved. I was like so consumed with poker, and then so there was this writing class that I had to do. And and then you have to read this book. I don't, I don't like to read books, you know. And I I want to get to I want to get to what I want to like what I like to read books. I'll get there still now, but at the time, especially, I don't like to read books. And I I was about to turn twenty one. I'm playing at Commerce. I'm driving from San Diego to Commerce. Like that's a long drive. Underage, where right? like playing forty eighty, like whatever, you know, risking a lot of my bankroll. You know, like just like swinging crazy, you know. Trying yeah, to not gonna this. read a textbook. Yeah, I'm not gonna read a textbook. I'm not gonna go do a presentation, right? So, but then, you know, I was part of a fraternity, Sigma Nu, right? And we had a, and I, we had a big sis, you know, like we're assigned with like a sorority. She yeah. was a big sis and, you know, I was talking to her about it. She's like, I'll, do, I'll take the class for you. I'll do, I'll do the presentation. I was like, sweet, like how much, how much for me to pay you, right? Because I was like, you know, I thought, 
at the time, I you know I was offering people what three thousand for a C, four thousand for a B, and five thousand for A, right? For each oh class. Oh my god, I would have made because best friends with you in college. Because I wanted to get the fuck out of, of yeah. school. I just but I, I wanted to graduate to let my parents know I graduated, right? Yeah. So she 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 said she's gonna take it, you know, and I was like, all right, whatever. I'm you know I'm playing online all day, not going to any of my classes, you know, and like like a couple of days, like a week before, a little, little less than a week before, because a week before you're able to. Uh, drop? drop your classes and you're yeah. fine right but it was right after that was done and then she and then I, I can't get a hold of her i'm like hey what's going on are you ready you know did you do the project are you ready to she's not picking my phone i'm like what the fuck's going on i'm like dude she's dodging me i go over to her place randomly and then her roommate opens the door she's like as it as it words whatever her name is she's like she's not here i see her why i see her running i was like i saw right there <laughs> i saw you what do you mean she's not here? I was like, oh, I see how it is. And then, you know, like, I, I think it kind of hard at the time, you know, I feel bad about that. But, so after that. I feel bad about that. She stole your money. Yeah, I mean, she, no, but I didn't pay her. I, oh, I yeah, offered yeah, that, yeah. but she said, it's, I'll do it for free, mm-hmm. you know? And then, like, what is it? And then, and then, so basically, I couldn't drop the class. So, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a leave. Yeah. Take a leave, you know? And I took a leave and never went back. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking your parents' hearts? <laughs> I mean, thank God my dad was in Korea at the time, you know, because he was transferred back to Korea for a while. So, like, you know, like, I didn't have to deal with that. But my mom, you know, my mom was, of course, she was hard. She was, she was pretty, she was very disappointed about that. But I, I know one thing about my parents, that they, well, whatever I do, like, you know, they, they, they trust that I'll figure it out. You yeah. know, they, they don't trust that I figure it out. So, you know, I got, I got that vibe from them. So, yeah. So you uh, leave college in 2006. You're playing online, malicious. You kind of had a breakout in December of 06. You took third in a Bellagio 5K for 125 grand. A week later, you finished ninth in the main event for another 118 grand. Um, so, welcome to poker, right? There's a quarter million dollars in your pocket. Yeah. So, the funny thing about that is, like, when I turned 21 in April of 2006, my first event that I played was a 25K Bellagio <laughs> WPT Championships. I was... Second or third chi- third in chips in the last flight, and I bust out day two, you know, like pretty early. And the, I mean, that was a very heartbreaking for me moment because that was like Did basically just, all my bankroll. Yeah, right? you just showed up and put up 25K? Or? No, I played eight or nine single table satellites, and I blanked out of the first seven and won the last two. <laughs> so I pretty much made my money back and the buy in, which was, yeah. it was really crucial because I wouldn't have played if I, you know, didn't make it the last one. And, uh, I expected to do so well when I first came in. Like I was like, okay, because I was okay in college. We used to run poker games, right? <laughs> These tournaments. It was very tough. It was tough rebuy tournaments that we had twenty dollar buy-ins, ten dollar buy-ins, and I would final table each one. You know, like I thought I was good. You know, I thought I was pretty. Good. I was pretty good. I was good, but like I, I didn't know how good I was, or I didn't know how to gauge it. We're just playing poker, right? Yeah. And I was like, I had good results. So I was like, oh. That's why I wanted to play the WPTs. I was like, man, maybe I'll do well in the WPTs. Yeah, you just figure it's the same game. Yeah, like I'm doing well in the online set and goes. You know, I was like, maybe I'll do well. Who knows? And then, and then by the time I played the WPT championships, I was like, my confidence was really high with it. So I was like, man, I'm gonna kill it. Win three and a half, four million the first year. <laughs> that didn't happen, right? <laughs> like for the first couple months, I didn't even cash basically. Yeah, I didn't barely cash. I was like, man, I was like rethinking my life. I was like, well, man. I remember reading that you just weren't used to the deep structures. Deep structures. I was getting impatient later on. Like my bot, like physically, I was like, man, this is different than an online tournament or, yeah, like a couple day tournament. I was like, wow, these guys, 
I was like, how do these guys do it? Like, yeah. I was thinking, I was like, man, this is like, because I, I, when I first came in the scene, I was playing so crazy, re-raising, raising every pot, right? <laughs> and then I, I, I got burned out. I got tired. I was mentally and physically tired, and I wasn't ready for that. I was like, well, what is this? Yeah. I was so young. I didn't know what this was. I'm like, to be locked in, patient, for patient. five days. That's basically what it takes to win a WPT. <sighs> Yeah, I had to over time. I had to learn how to you know pace myself and you know mentally just everything. And yeah, by the end of the year, I had those two big caches. Finally, you know, I finally got third and, and final table the next one, which was which which was heartbreaking. But you know, I finally got my two big caches. I was out, you know, uh, yeah, I was twenty one still, and it was it was a really good feeling, good way to end the year. Uh, you had a few caches the next year, made a few final tables, I should say, uh, and then oh eight was gigantic so what know? happened with 07 08 was so after that end of the 06 i did too well you know and then at the time i was traveling with danny wong a lot and we're like danny wong ryan young you know and we're like hey z justin too like we're like hey like let's just like play all the tournaments just go the whole circuits you know all the circuit tournaments that's what we're doing and the the, the results were not that good i didn't realize i was getting burnt out i didn't mm. put that into consideration i, I wasn't aware of that and so 2008, I slowed down and played a couple of tournaments. Playing more cash games though, I was playing, I was playing nosebleeds at the time, which was very headachey, right? Yeah, well, they were saying online you're playing as high as 2K, 4K with like Durr and Patrick and who was it? Like Hastings, Joanda, Gus Hansen, you know, like whoever the hell was the crushing we were, we back were, then. I, yeah, I was sitting by myself, two tabling those, two at four thousand, you know, and just like. You just couldn't get enough. What was your? Were you trying to break the poker world in one year? What was your? What was your thinking? So, say, for instance, it was like, it was September of two thousand eight. I was like, by the end of this year, I should I should have like twenty million. <laughs> That's that was literally. I was like, I could lose probably lose, maybe lose a day or two a week, and then oh, I'll have twenty million. Like like that was like my. You're doing my goal. the math. You're extrapolating yeah. it out. You're like twenty million. Twenty million. Seems like a reasonable. And it wasn't like nobody even had twenty million in career earnings back then. Yeah. And, but that's how people were playing in these cash games, right? And then I'm just like, and then when I, when I thought about 20 million, it wasn't like, I'm going to have 20 million, I could retire, I could start businesses. I was like, I'm at 20 million so I could play a bigger game. Like, mm-hmm. It was like <laughs> a, a recipe for disaster, complete, you know? Complete so there was disaster. no part of you that was like ambitious, like just wanted to get out of poker. You I just want to be the king of poker. I wanted to complete take over and like, but there was, a, there was an end goal. I, like, it wasn't like I was going to play poker forever. That wasn't the thing. I, I was like, I want to make a big splash. And then I wanted to not just catapult, but like maybe go into, you know, use that to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And whatever that would have been. You yeah. Know? And yeah, and that's still might happen in the future. I'll keep that quiet for now. <laughs> in 2008, you finished second in the Bay 101 Shooting Star. You made two WSP final tables. And then you got fourth in the Five Diamond at the end of the year for another 400000 So another, there's that breakout year, I guess, if you don't want to count 06. Uh, but I also read, you know, at that time that you had like drunk sessions online where you lost a million dollars, like, and then that you still somehow profited on the trip, you know, like, so you were experiencing some like crazy swings at a young age, like crazy swings. Like for instance, those two WPT final tables you're talking about the, I think I got like half a million for the Bay 101 and like 400,000 for the five diamond. Yeah. I lost that in the pits, like in a couple hours. Really? It was gone. Yeah. And more. Like for each oh one God. of those, so that was like a regular. I mean, in regular day, for instance, and it was, 
I, I was experiencing many heartbreaks. That was us. I mean, for like a 23 year old, that's like you don't you don't know how to deal with that. Yeah, you, you don't you're not taught what it's like to. I mean, the fact that I was I had such a such an intense or addictive personality, and uh, I didn't know how to deal with that kind of stuff. Right. What was your game of choice? Just craps or blackjack? Blackjack, blackjack craps. I would lose every time, but blackjack was. Man, there's a funny story. One time I I blacked out. I, I had 1.2 million in a pencil case. In a pencil case? In a, in a pencil case that I brought. There was a bunch of cranberries in there, Bellagio cranberries, which was a 25 Like a, like a plastic, like, or like a literally, literally, I think I found one like that was that I had from middle school. And I was like, wait, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find a way to put some chips in. It was, it was a literally middle school pencil case, and there was a but like <laughs> that I found somewhere in the storage, and then I, and that was my, yeah, that, that that had a bunch of cranberries inside. When I blacked out the night before, and we went on a crazy run. But that, but that was the beginning of two thousand eight. So basically, after that, like I would play a lot of pits, pits. So I would. What was your biggest winning session versus losing session? In in what? In pits. That one, that one point two mil, I guess that that night, and then biggest losing was one point one million, but that was a mixture of online poker and pits. So, yeah, I I had a lot of big like like a five hundred k and up swing of, of losses in pits like in, in a short period of time, which was yeah. So I would suppress these emotions. What happened was because I didn't know how to deal with it, I kind of suppressed it and kind of like. Uh, nonchalant about it, but what up? Yeah, you have to let it roll off your back and go. You know what? Poker will take care of me tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. That, eventually, you want to get to that. That's 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 the level I want to get to. But, mm-hmm. but I was I was like skipping the middle levels where, fucking cry about it, fucking feel the emotions, get angry. But I, but it was not. I was completely numb about it. Numb. And later on, when I started doing drugs, that would all just explode, mm-hmm. and my life would t- go would turn upside down. Yeah. But I had to experience that, to to learn. Yeah. You know, to to grow as a as a person, right? And yeah, so. What was the biggest problem? Drinking or just like tilt or? I, I, I had real anger issues since I was a kid. I mean, even before I was born, you know, it's from a different past life. Like I, 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 was, I, I was born with a crazy amount of anger, rage that I had to hide because I'm like, dude, what the fuck is this? That's crazy because I don't get that sense from you as a person in everyday life. I mean, some people might sense that from you at the tables. Yeah. You know, but... They, they don't even sense at the table. Because I mean, I, as far as your, the aggression in your play. Right? I had to learn how to control that since I was a kid. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, if, I, if, if people see this side of me, then I will have no friends. That, that, was, that was what I decided as a, as a child. Wow. So I, I never dealt with that. That's pretty self-aware. Yeah. Because I was like, man, I was like, I was like I'm, I'm fucked up. Like, as a kid, I'm like, I'm, this, is really, this is really fucked up. I'm like, wow. Like, I, I don't like this about myself. You know? I'm like, what do I do? I didn't know what to do. Do you, and, find, do you find you're still suppressing it or is it just not there anymore? No, I had a, I had a life coach, a healer that was able to bring a lot of that out and re- release it from me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I healed. And I mean, there's still some in there. You know, there's still some in there, but not as much as before. But it's also called, it's like a Korean thing that I, I, I've, I've, been, I've been hearing the past couple of years. It's called Han, Han, H-A-N. Han. Like I saw some YouTube video, but this guy, David Cho, was talking about that. He's like the Facebook mural guy. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, and he was talking. I saw one of his like, I think it was a uh, Anthony Bourdain, God rest his soul. It was one of his episodes with David Cho. He was talking about the Korean Han, this this repression thing, since because we were we were a repressed nation back in the day, and this and that. And you're not allowed to show emotions. So you're all just boiling beneath the surface. 
you gotta hide everything. Yeah. I think in Korea, that's the, that's the culture. And if you, showing emotion is a bad thing. Yeah. So it's just horrible that you're taught that. That's like the, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, that's not what's supposed to be taught. Yeah. But like, but that's what they, they they're still. I think they're still being raised like that over there. You know, I think I'm not really sure. How I mean, there's, there's people being raised hopefully like not, that here. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, true that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are men, especially are taught never show emotion. That, so yeah, you can't cry off a 1.2 million dollar pit loss, mm-hmm. but you can go in 09 and win your first bracelet. First bracelet, paranoid. What do you mean paranoid? Let's just say that tournament. There's a 1K no limit hold'em. You won it for 771,000. I was paranoid. It was one. Of, so that's when I first started. When I really started smoking weed a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And I all got paranoid. And I'm like, what is this? I wasn't aware of this paranoid experience, right? I didn't know what this was. So I'm you get a, paranoid with it, huh? I was so I was so paranoid to a point where I was lost, mentally lost, and that was the time when I won that bracelet. So I'll tell you what, that bracelet, I have very negative associations to it. Really? Like, like just crazy. It takes you back to that time when you were. What were you worried about? Like, like I like that, I was. That it was lost. all gonna end, or man, it was so many different things that the cops like, are gonna get you. <laughs> all that, you know. Yeah. Like I was like, you know, like stuff that wasn't even real. Stuff that your mind keeps telling you that's not real, and I, I was mm-hmm. believing it. Like I was being ignorant about it. My ignorance made me really crazy, <laughs> psycho crazy, right? And so why keep smoking? I mean, some people they feel that the first time they never go back. You addictive know? personality. I guess so. so. I couldn't stop. I, w- I was I was smoking pounds a week, Whoa. literally, and I wasn't even paying. I was smoking someone else's weed, and then like, <laughs> you know, like you know, poker. You know, back then I'm like, it's plentiful. I felt so entitled that I'm just smoking everyone's weed, mm-hmm. and then not. Do you want to apologize to your drug dealer now? Hey, apologize <laughs> to all my friends for smoking all your weed without, you know, even asking for it mm-hmm. without. Who's oh, that comedian? Thank you for it. There's a comedian who has a joke like, uh, "What's your favorite brand of a strain of weed?" And he's like, "Yours, like whatever yours is. <laughs> I'll smoke yours." So I would never pay for weed, right? And I would smoke pounds a week, literally. Didn't didn't pay for one, and that messed me up. Yeah, I, I didn't because re- you know like we were taught, we're, you know we were taught that weed is okay, right? We can't kill you, but I didn't think about the mental part. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's that's it. That I could smoke as much as I want. <laughs> well, weed also <laughs> takes what you're feeling and makes it ten times more intense. So if you're exactly. in a bad space, let's not mix. And it I was in a bad place mean? back then, you know. Mm-hmm. As so even though stays- you you get you finally get the bracelet on because you had a lot of close calls yeah. uh, before that, um, you finally get the gold on your wrist and you got a you know three quarters of a million dollars. Even then, you can't enjoy it at that time. I have a lot of I had a I had a backing situation going on. That's when it started to, so. You know, you, you were backing other people. Or I people was getting back, back. I was getting back because I remember there was a story about you having a bad summer backing others, mm-hmm. where I think you lost like two million or something crazy. Yeah, back and I and 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 then and then it was and then I, I did bad in the, the pits. Mm-hmm. Pits got me got me stuck, so I had to get back. So like so you know getting back and then winning a tournament like that, I think it was like seven hundred something, and only and getting I can't, I can't say only because it's still alive, but getting a, like a partial of it didn't feel good yeah from what i'm you know because i was i was just used to like winning and losing like more like half a million a day to i just won seven something but i'm getting 300 mm-hmm. and i pay off of makeup i'm like this sucks you have anger at yourself for being in the situation in the first place. exactly 
I, I resentment towards myself and then the whole situation. I'm just like, and plus I was paranoid. Yeah. So the, it, was a, it was the mixture of all that. It was, yeah. And, you know, so, yeah. 2009, 2009 was a crazy year. You also like, finished third in the 10K deuce uh, for another 112,000 that summer. You've always had pretty good uh, mixed game results. Uh, was that something you concentrated on early on? Or? I did. The mixed game was something that, like, I wanted to be known as, like, I wanted to be well-rounded. You know, like, I, I, I wanted to know all the games. I wanted to be yeah, the because best Back then, nobody game. was jumping on mixed games. That didn't really happen until 11, 12, you know. Like, I was playing at the Commerce in two, when I was 20. They were playing 200, 400, 300, 600, Badoogie. Mm-hmm. Triple Drill. Like, nobody was playing back then, like, that, are, that don't play that game. Yeah. I jump in. I literally le- learned on the spot, losing. Yeah, back then those were the probably the people who invented the game who were playing it. <laughs> literally, they, they they invented the game. They, they, you don't have, you can't find it online. You can't you Wikipedia. You can't, you can't you know you can't search for it. I'm just playing. I'm like, okay, let's see. Yeah. Like, I, and I don't, Doing I didn't want to ask him how head. to play. I'm not gonna ask him how do you play this game. So I, I'm <laughs> watching it a little bit to see what's going on. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna jump in. And then like. Yeah, it was yeah, it was nuts. And then yeah, that, that's why you know. And then I always wanted to be good at every single game, you know, and uh, do the best that I could in every game. And yeah, that's why the mixed game was also good. I don't think I ever won a mixed game bracelet, right? No, no. no I no, think no. your other bracelet. Oh no, your your other bracelet's in a mixed event, but I don't know if it's Hold'em. No, they're both no limit. Both no limit. Okay. Yeah, I, I just thought about. It. Uh, so in 2010, you final table the LAPC. Uh, you finished second in a mixed... Oh, that's the mixed event. The 2500 no. mixed event for 160K. Uh, but then you had some a quiet stretch between 2011 and 2012. Only five caches. Was this you... Uh, I was uh, going through so much. This Okay, so this wasn't you just going to Macau and disappearing for, for a while. No, I went to space and I disappeared in space. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a different planet, different dimension. <laughs> I was gone. This was a Black Friday occur- uh, problem, or just because? No, mentally. Yeah. Yeah, like drugs and just like I was, I think a pair. Like it was, you say, uh, drugs. Like it's not just weed. I'm assuming. Yeah, it was. It wasn't just weed. Like I, you know, ecstasy. You know, mm-hmm. mollies, those kind of stuff. Uh, shrooms. I was doing all kinds of prescription meds. You know, all the, you know, Xanax. You think you were trying to? Well, the, I'm not going to be your psychologist, but do you think you're trying to numb the pain of losing? Those pit sessions? Yes. Uh, no, not just that. I was. I I was I was trying to become the best version of myself, and I was and I, I knew what my flaws were, and I was trying to fix them, self medicating. <laughs> like yeah, horrible idea. <laughs> I'll keep going. Sorry. Just want to check it real quick. Ugh. All right. So, um, you know, we talked about the down swings. Talk mm-hmm. about coming back up again. What was what was that process like? I had a, so I was I was really in a bad place, right? And uh, I I attracted a, a life coach, a healer from Hawaii named Ray Ray Johnston, and he he took me from a place when he first met me in, in the early in early 2012. I was I wasn't ready. I, I didn't want to live anymore. Pretty much, like I was like I was ready to go. Like I, I was literally like on, I was about to, I, I was so close to having what is it, Alzheimer's, that's how that's how gone I was. I was like I was forgetting everything, right? And uh, he took me from that at, and to a point where I, I you pretty mean much being gave up. cloudy, like not all there. 
I was in absolute paranoia. Mm-hmm. Where I couldn't even leave my house. This is really bad. <laughs> and uh, he got me from that to winning a bracelet in a year. Yeah. 25K. Like, I won a 25K a year before that. I was at a place that I just told you where I was at. Mm-hmm. So, and the kind of work he does is, 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 is miraculous, to say the least. What was the big step for you? Well, obviously, getting rid of all the substances. Substances, you know, it's quit. Let's just say I haven't touched. Let's just say weed is, you know, weed is like the lightest. of. It's not illicit anymore, but you know what I'm saying? Like drugs, yeah. right? I haven't smoked since when I first worked with them, which was what March of 2012. Mm-hmm. Seven years. It's been seven years, right? And congratulations! I don't know if you get a chip or anything yeah. for that, but <laughs> I mean, you got a bracelet for it. Yeah. So, some we would be nice, right? <laughs> That's a, way, a nice way to celebrate. But you know, but basically, you uh, you took care of that. You leave the house. You know, uh, get dressed, cut I was, the fingernails. I was able to leave the house now, right? <laughs> I don't have to stay in the Norris anymore. And then come back, and then uh, obviously 2013, you win 1.2 million, taking down that 25k at the World Series. Did that bracelet feel better? That that bracelet felt really good because it was against. At the time, that was like I really he he was one of the top couple people that I really wanted to play heads up with and, and beat live because I used to play with him a lot on full tilt, and we had big pots, you know, and you know he. He would have the best of me in a lot of the pots, too. Who are you too. talking about? Uh, Phil Galfon. Oh, Galfond. okay. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I don't have the list in front of me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, Phil Galfon. And, uh, yeah, like, I love I love playing with them, you know? Well, you had played with them in yeah, those bleeds. Yeah, played with them a lot. And so it's like, you know, I feel comfortable playing against them. And, you know, I had a good time conversating with them at the, you know, thing. And, you know, I just, you know, I felt like I, felt like I had his number. You know, I had his number. And then, yeah, that, that felt... I felt good, man. I felt good. What about the the actual bracelets? You still got them? Where do you keep them? Uh... No, I, I I gave them away. Yeah? Yeah, I gave them away. Some people like to give them to friends and family. What did you do? That's exactly what I did, too. Yeah. You know, that one I gave to my coach, Ray. You know what? To, he helped me so much that I said, I'm like, I'm not even going to touch this. I'm not going to wear it. Like, I don't... I don't... I'm not going to say I don't deserve because, you know, I deserve to win. But I said, this is this is yours. Yeah. Because you he, won the tournament, but he I got won the you tournament. there. He, yeah. he got me there. Yeah. You know, like you saved my—he saved my life. Yeah, he was sent from the universe to give me a second chance at life. He was a messenger. You know, I gave him that. The first one I gave my mom. You know, and yeah, third one I think I'm gonna keep. <laughs> I think it's time for me to keep one. Yeah, you might like, you might keep one. Um, uh, <laughs> I found uh, an old two plus two thread about you. I don't know if you've read this. But it's uh, back from 2000, let me get it exactly right, uh, 2008. So right in the height of your, you know, playing everything, winning and losing everything. And uh, there's, I just want to read a couple of things, see how you react to them. Someone liked your Obama shirt. Mm. So you're, you're making some political statements early on <laughs> at some final tables. Uh, somebody called you Steve Swung. Mm, Steve Swung. Okay, that's a new one. You like that one? Uh, yeah, it's, it's for Steve all those Swan. ups and downs. Okay, I like that. That's, that's creative. Somebody said, "I'm surprised to know he's a winner in these games. I figured the games were built around him." <laughs> yeah, you know that's true too. That's true too. Yeah, I, I was causing a lot, a lot of craziness, but there, there was a, there was a, 
what's what's the word? There's a there's a there's a method to the madness. Yeah, there was a method to the madness. Well, I was about to say because Shannon Shore, believe it or not, came to your defense in a thread. I don't know if you remember this. And he called you a sick, sick player, unbelievably intimidating table presence, maybe the best all around, all games considered poker player under the age of 25 behind Tom Dwan. Wow, 25. <laughs> That's a while <laughs> ago, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> One of the very best in Olam Holdem tournaments at getting the thinnest value bets in. Uh,. And then he says, I'm drunk, and I'm done giving out props. And then you, <laughs> oh, that's, that was Shannon? Yeah. Uh, which is ironic, because you're at a final table with him uh, happening tomorrow night. You know, the funny thing about Shannon is that when, when I first got in the scene, like I, I told you, like, I played 25K, didn't do it well at all. And that summer, I was I was rooming with Danny Wong, because we knew each other from like high school. like. Mm-hmm. Counter Strike and stuff like that, a game that we used to play, and uh, he he chopped the Bellagio Cup after the World Series in 2006 with Shannon, mm. and those three 21 year, old, year olds, Danny, Shannon, and a guy named Michael, something from a different country, right? We never saw him again. He was a great <laughs> player, but we never saw him again, right? I don't know what that was about, right? But that's how I knew Shannon. I was like, oh, Shannon, and he he ended up he ended up winning it. You know, they chopped it, and the third place just went home, and Danny and him played heads up for the title, and then Shannon won. And from that moment, on, I was like, man, like, like, if these guys could do it, like, I could do it too. So, like, I, I, mean, I, looked, I looked up to Shannon since then, you know, like, yeah. before I had any big caches. So, I was just <laughs> like, yeah, I knew Shannon for a long time. And that's crazy. He's over there complimenting you the next day. Yeah. Uh, we uh, do some rapid-fire questions to, to close out the podcast, if yeah. you're ready. Uh, biggest pot you've ever won or lost? There's like okay. There's a funny one. I think this this might not be the biggest one, but it might be one of the biggest ones. Well, I know you played in Bobby's room like five hundred, a thousand. Oh yeah, I played. I played like four eight thousand over there. Oh really? <laughs> Damn. Okay. And then there's a three hundred k one listed online, uh, playing PLO two hundred four hundred. Probably the online one. Probably the the, the online one. Just give me your favorite one since you have the, a the favorite one is okay. So I was two tabling one day. One was 200, 400 PLO. Other one was 2 and 4,000 or 1 and 2,000 or 2 and 4,000 Omaha High Low heads up with Danny, Danny Eli. <laughs> and, I'm, you know, I'm just I'm just clicking here. We're just playing like late in the night, like 3 a.m. Those are two very, di- like, how do you play those games simultaneously? Like, Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm thinking about that now. Like, what was I doing back then, right? I don't think that was. So pos- I, wasn't very, I wasn't very positive EV thinking about it right now. So what was I doing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but... So I was just playing, and then all of a sudden, like I get, you know, I get. I think I was stuck quite a bit that day, and you know, I was like, I was, I was ready to go off, you know, kind of, <laughs> kind of. And I got involved in a pot, and the PLO was like a four-way, five-way all-in, and I, I had the absolute worst of it. It's online, but it was so bad. I looked at everyone's hand; we're all in, right? I had bottom two with a smaller flush draw, and everyone had me just dominated. I, I closed the table, and I'm playing heads up with Daniel Light. Right, and he types. He's like, "What the fuck? You won the pot." I didn't even know he was watching it. Right? I go, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Open the table. Open your other table." I was like, "Okay." I opened it, and I had like what two hundred sixty thousand. I'm like, "Like what? Two hundred sixty-three, seven twenty-three? Is that something about yeah, something like Did that? You have eight seven four three yes. with, with clubs. That one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's listed online. I had a seven in my hand where it came runner runner. I had the one card. I had the straight. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I won the pot. I think I was up against sets, bigger flesh draws. 
like every like open ended, and I got I got the perfect runner runner. It's online if you want to look it up. Uh, I would, but I don't internet right now. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah, it's a pretty good one right there. Um, best swap or piece you've ever had of anybody? Ooh. Because I know you did your 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 own stable didn't work out so well, right? Yeah, I. Damn, I don't even know if I should bring this up. Tax purposes. <laughs> like I don't fight. Hold on. <laughs> How about we speak in generalities? Yes. Yeah. Hold up. This this gonna be tripping because I, I I had someone that got fourth in the WPT championships, but I don't know if I. <laughs> okay. Sure. Don't don't say the year. Okay. Well, maybe you should say. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh you know what damn this, this is weird I'll leave it up to you what to disclose you could just say you had a big piece of a 25k final table list yeah so I, 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 had, a, I, had, a, I had a big piece of a 25k final table list and I'm, I'm gonna keep his name anonymous you mm-hmm. know? yeah and that was the biggest one you had that, that came that, through that was you? the biggest one yeah was I, this I, somebody who came through for you com- uh, consistently or that was a one off it was consistent for the for a couple months, you know, <laughs> when, when I was having pieces of him. Yeah, you know, that's you know. usually how it works. Yeah, but he was the most consistent for sure. He he won a bracelet before. Now we're getting all Recently. the clues. Yeah, I shouldn't. I should. I, I, I might have taken his name. Narrowing it down <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Asian. Vietnamese. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, who's the best poker player we've never heard of? So this is somebody wow. you want to shout out who maybe didn't get all the credit. David Vu. David oh. Vu. The reason we're in this room right now. Yep. <laughs> Putting you out there now. No, no. <laughs> Anybody uh, on the on the cash game side that maybe doesn't uh nice player that we never heard of get in the limelight? Uh damn. I've been staying out of that for a while. But you know what? Let me let me give some shout outs to, you know, Thor Hansen, God rest his soul. Gavin Smith, mm-hmm. rest his soul, you know. Uh, Man, when you say it like that, we were talking about Ryan too. Ryan, yeah, it's, it's like, crazy. People, that was this past year, you know. Those two, it's like. Do you think about uh, poker mortality at all? The lifestyle, what it does to people. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're older, you know. There's no retirement plan in poker. Yeah, I mean the the, the life expectancy expectancy is way lower, right, for poker players. Technically, I should have been gone years ago, but I got, I got, I got saved. I got, mm-hmm. I got, I got very, very extremely lucky that yeah. I've been given a second chance, especially mentally and mentally, physically, because they're, they're connected, right? And yeah, it's, I mean, poker mortality. It's the stress alone. I mean, stress like not a, you know, just like antisocial personalities that it creates. Uh, Social anxiety, because you you're you're like paranoid. Like, they catch me bluffing, like all this crazy stuff that <laughs> poker go makes you go through. Like, I was talking to to Bonham on this podcast, and he was talking about how he had trouble turning off his poker brain when he wasn't playing poker. Like when he'd have a conversation with people, he was always thinking about how to optimize his play, when what he says, and like what would make his image the best. And like he just realized one day, oh, I'm not at a table. Do you have that trouble too? I had that trouble before when mm-hmm. I was younger. But it's, it's funny, Bonimo brought that up because like over the years I saw him change. He wasn't like that anymore. Because mm-hmm. you know, like me and him, you know, we, we started off together and you know, 
and you know we swapped quite a bit for for a bit and I, I saw I saw his progression like as a person like it, it wasn't like he was more more loose about it yeah you know that, that's the growth right and yeah like something clicked and he's like oh I, I don't have to think this way feel this way you know like at all times and yeah, used to be I think pol- he took the opposite approach you did of going completely clean though he's more of a burning man type of guy <laughs> yeah I mean it worked for him didn't yeah. work for me you know it's like, <laughs> everyone's different you know, well speaking works. of Bonomo he's at the top of the all time tournament earnings yeah. list he went on an insane heater last year uh, is that your ambition one day What's, what do you want to do in poker is, to get to the top of the tournament list do you want to be a consistent cash game grinder do you want to get out uh, yeah I want I want to I want to surpass everybody with so much though that nobody will ever catch up. <laughs> That'd be nice. We'll see where that goes, but yeah. you know that 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 has always been the goal. My point is, are you still dreaming of twenty million dollar years through poker? Anything? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I I am. I feel like I am now ready because it took some time for me to to, to rebuild to to uh, re not not just reprogram, but. To, to become a new new version of myself, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel that we're just now. I feel like I'm just beginning now. It's a new beginning, and uh, it's, it's it's gonna be a m- much more sustainable. I'm wiser. I'm more knowledge, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it the right way now. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna do it the right way. You know, and I feel like I could be a the right kind of ambassador going forward. Whether it's Korea, you know, whatever happens over there, or Asia, or just anywhere, whatever, you know, whether it's in poker or somewhere else, and you know, that's yeah, it's, it's exciting, and you know, I'm ready. Yeah. Well, if you you don't go through the hardships, you don't appreciate the wins later on, right? Exactly. Uh, what was your worst job before poker? You mentioned In and Out. I imagine cleaning out the fryer grace is pretty bad. Oh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't at the level to do that. <laughs> I didn't work. I didn't work long enough to be able to do that. I, I was trying to get there, but they would. They, they wouldn't. You ever took any odd jobs around college time or anything like that? You know, I used to. Te- I used to teach a bunch of little Korean kids, like they're like five to seven mm-hmm. years old. You know, like teach them how to read, do their, you know, help them with their homework, do their homework. <laughs> you know, Mister Song, I need help with my problem. Yeah, I was. I was. A, I was a pretty strict disciplinarian at the time and here's a question why uh your name isn't really steve what is it sukman it's 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 type it's type suck min but it's pronounced song min so song min so it's basically song song min song song min oh okay because you start with the last name first last name is first yeah last name is first but the the suk or suck it it's pronounced song so it's strange i don't even know i don't know what that's about to be honest why why you set on Steve oh the Steve thing is uh, when I moved here in 92 like we're in a car Steve Austin (laughs) (laughs) if I was older I would have named myself Steve Austin you know that's why Steve is but my dad was like you know my first suck suck what is it suck min starts with S he's like oh how about my dad one day in the car was like yeah how about Steve I was like whatever dad just you know whatever you choose you know whatever I'm fine that's how it happened. He was just like, let's make it steal. Like, that's cool. Steel. Yeah, it starts with an S. Yeah. You, you, you're the dad. Just make my name. You know what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you weren't a more opinionated seven-year-old uh, picking out your name. But I would have, if, if it was now, I would have, I would have chosen a different, I, I mean, I might have chosen a different name. Yeah. Like, Steve never really stuck with me. Yeah. To me too. Like, just like, it feels weird sometimes when people call me Steve. I've had it for like 
almost 30 years thinking about it. But. <laughs> I like the, the Steve song. Two, you know, SS, both one syllable. I think it works. It could yeah. also be a Sam, though. I, I want to change my name, but we'll see what happens with that. But, <laughs> but I was on drugs when I was thinking this, you know. <laughs> one more name. Game over. <laughs> that was the name. You're just going to be the new Sting? I'm just going to be, What yeah, if you just want my over. Sting song? <laughs> Take the song. song oh, that'll be copyright. <laughs> Can't be Sting. <laughs> uh, if not for poker, what would you be doing? Hmm. Well, if not for poker, what would I be doing? Yeah. Damn. I, That's a scary I, question I, I, to a lot of people. I think maybe if I had a kid, what would I be doing? <laughs> no, if I was younger. No, but yeah. I don't know, man. Like, if, I, if it wasn't for poker, I would... Damn. Because I really don't like to work. <laughs> so I don't know what I would be doing. You have that in common with every poker player. Professional gamer. Professional gamer. I could have been professional. Uh, yeah, I mean... I was... you're, you're mid-30s. You don't have the reaction time to do that anymore. That's true. Yeah. I, I guess I have to go into the entertainment industry. Yeah. That's the only thing. Movie star, movie do movies. rap producer, producer, record label owner, CEO, mogul in general, just mogul. mogul. Yeah, <laughs> mogul. That's the goal, I guess. You know, wasn't for poker. Favorite tournament destination, and you've been all over, so gotta have a favorite, right? I, I want to say Bay One One, but I, you know what? Let's let's leave it at. Vegas. Yeah. WPT. Yeah. Yeah. Bellagio or? Mirage. No more. Mirage? <laughs> no more. <laughs> that was my favorite. There's a throwback. Mm. <laughs> no, no, no more Mirage. poker at the WPT Mirage. WPT Manly Bay. <laughs> That's right, Manly Bay. That was one. Um, headphones on at the table. And if so, what are you listening to? I listen to whatever I feel like at the time. It could literally, I could be listening to classical music. Hip hop, R and B. Did you, did you uh, play an instrument growing up? I was forced to play flute. <laughs> that... Elite, no, no man can just admit I played flute. They have to clarify it by saying somebody forced me. There was a gun to my head. That's the only way I would ever put that thing in my mouth. You know what? There was a. I had another kid named Elliot. Shout out to him because he's like a big rock star now. Mm-hmm. Like you literally, literally is. But we were the two kids. Two guys, we were fucking forced to play the flute by our mom. We're always talking about this thing as a, as a fourth, fifth, fourth grade. And, I mean, we're pretty damn good at it, right? Yeah, you know, if you're going to play, you might as well rock out. I mean, when I, I became, like, I started playing, I played poker. He became a rock star. That flute exper- experience got him to be a rock star. Like, he was yeah. like, never again. <laughs> at least you didn't talk him out of it. At least at least you, you could have been like, this is terrible, man. Music isn't for us. And the world would never have been, gotten his gift. Yeah, but we man, you're, the way we're talking David. about that. You're his David. That's the way it is. That's his twin brother's name is David. They're both rock stars. That's funny how you said that. Uh, okay, we close the podcast the same way every time with okay. a question from the random question generator. Oh wow, you, you're not gonna get this. Is funny. What is the sexiest and least sexy name you can think of? Oh, I think I, I was like, I asked me about a poker player. <laughs> I was like, we right. can keep it to poker. That'd okay, be fun. No. Which poker player has the least sexiest name, and which poker player has the sexiest name? Oh, you sexiest name? Yeah, name. Oh, oh what did you think I said? I, I, I didn't even hear. I just started. I, 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 I kind of like shut out what you said after. <laughs> okay, so who has which poker player has the sexiest name and the least sexiest name? That's what your question is. Although I just made it into poker. Would you pick Steve? 
Absolutely not. Steve well, I mean, isn't sexy? I, I, I have to choose a female name, right? Let me see. All right. Mm, you know, yeah, female name. To you. Sexy. Oh, let's give out some shout-outs to my friend. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Let's see here. I'll give give a shout out to Liv. Liv. That's a, that's a that's a pretty sexy name. Liv. I always wonder why she didn't go by Olivia. Olivia is like Olivia was like the number one baby oh, name you know last what, year. You know why? I think Olivia. I I I had a I had a crush on a girl named Olivia when I was a little kid. Mm. Maybe that's why I like that Liv. But oh, that's funny you also, that there's Olivier Busquet. Oh, that's a very <laughs> sexy name right there. That's a sexy man name. <laughs> that's right a there. sexy man name. That should be like an MMA fighting name right there. I mean, he looks like one, and he's got like he, that, you know. He, he won a side bet. Star name. Right? He won the side bet against one of my buddies. Oh, in the fight. Yeah, remember the MMA fight. Yeah, I remember somebody came out looking very bloody afterwards. Oh yeah, that was that was like a real fight. <laughs> and then the least sexiest name. Hmm. Phil Ivy. I don't know. <laughs> Let's That's see, the least sexiest name. Sam Grizzle. Oh, Sam Grizzle. That's a sexy name. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Eskimo Clark. I'm just, I'm oh, just God rest of, his soul. Eskimo I'm just Clark. another... Oh, man, we're bringing up all yeah. the bad ones. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> I yeah. won't let you throw anybody under the bus. Oh, yeah, I won't throw anyone under the bus. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Steve, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast, and good luck. Thanks for having we'll me. Hopefully you get that WPT title. Yes. Yeah, crossing my fingers and doing the best that I can. That's it. That's the show. I'm sorry to disappoint all of the Steve fans out there. But he did not end up winning the Gardens Poker Championship. He did, however, pick up $260,000 for finishing third. So, congratulations to Steve on that one. If you want to follow Steve on Twitter, you can find him at ssung41585. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at cardplayermedia or at poker underscore stories. If you like the show, then please go ahead and hit the subscribe button. You'll get 26 episodes each year and a backlog of like 60-something podcasts going back now. If you want to go the extra mile, please rate and review this podcast. It only takes a minute, and if you let us know about it with an email to pokerstories at cardplayer.com, we'll thank you with a free digital subscription to Card Player Magazine. Again, leave a rating and review and get a free poker magazine. Pretty sweet deal. Thanks for listening.